This is the place to go for anime, manga, comics, video games, all pop culture information. This is the place that you need to be. This program is brought to you by Blacken Studios Entertainment Division. Remember, it's Blacken. Hey everybody, this is Aaron Powell. I'm the host of Stupid Movie Tuesday and Aaron Explains the Universe, and you're listening to The Elijah Bailey Show. Thanks for downloading The Elijah Bailey Show from iTunes or BlackStudios.com. And here's a word from some of the folks that make it possible for you to hear this show for free every Thursday. Providing bankruptcy services throughout the state of Oklahoma, Bowler & Associates is a bankruptcy law firm based in Midwest City, Oklahoma. Their mission is to relieve you from threat of debt collectors, garnishments, repossessions, tax levies, foreclosures, and much more. Backed by more than 20 years of experience in the legal field, they excel in finding the quickest, most effective, and most affordable solution to all your legal and financial troubles. You can find them at Bowler Law on Facebook and also visit the website at www.bowlerlawfirm.com. Reach them at 405-733-3000. Email them at bankruptcy at bowlerandassociates.com. folks well i guess we could keep something going well am i gonna layer it i don't know no no we we, we, we turn off the music we turn it off uh you i can still hear it. you guys can't hear it. but thank you for joining me for episode 248 of the elijah bailey show i am your host elijah 5000 here yet again to bring you another episode if you're new to the show each week is different uh Every month we go into, starting with the first week of the month, we change the show each week. Comics for the first week, second week is anime, third week, which is this week, video games, and the fourth week is the Bailey Bugle. If there's a fifth week, I roll some shit out for you. And I do say we because this is a two-man show. Right now, uh, the Buckety is uh, is out, not injured, just out. He will return for... Uh, special episodes, but let's go ahead and dive into it because like I said, episode 248, uh, there's a lot of shit going on in the world of video games today. Now you've probably noticed there's different music. The show's a little bit different. That's good. Change is good. Evolution is good. And that's what we're bringing today. So (laughs) let's dive into it and let's go into the video game releases for January, January, what's in your console. So we're starting with January 5th. Today is January the 17th. So again, some of these titles are already out. The rest of them will be out later this month. First, we have Cobra Kai, the Karate Kid Saga continues, came out on January 5th for PC. Then we had Iron Conflict PC, came out for the PC on January 7th. Uh, we had MXGP 2020 came out for the PS5 on January 14th, just a few days ago. Uh, we also had Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the game complete edition for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, Stadia, and PC, which also came out January 14th. Now we are waiting on the next edition in the Hitman series, which is one of my favorite series because you can choose to be stealthy, like real Sam Fisher, Tom Clancy stealth like stealthy as fuck, or you could be like a regular hitman, or you could just go in guns a blazing and see if you could survive. Uh, hitman three on PS five, Xbox Series X slash and S 
PS4, Xbox One, Switch, Stadia, and PC on January 20th. Then Ride 4 comes out on PS5, Xbox Series X, and S on January 21st. Then we have Cyber Shadow for PS5, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on January 26th. Then Stronghold Warlords for PC January 26th uh, as well. Then, that's crazy, Elijah. So O-L-I-J-A sounds... Kind of like a fucked up way to say my name, but on Switch and PC, January 28th, the medium uh, January 28th as well for Xbox Series X and S and PC. And last but not least, the Yakuza remastered collection for Xbox One and PC for January 28th. Now we end with Yakuza because you guys have seen my Yakuza stream and you're like, what the fuck happened? Where has uh, Kiryu been? What are we doing? I'm going to jump back in those streams. So make sure if you're watching here on twitch.tv for slash Elijah underscore 5,000, you will find it here amongst other streams. If you're not watching on Twitch, you can also find it on the Facebook gaming page, edge gaming. Um, and if not there, go to the YouTube channel for that information. Just look on the page, click on the links and it'll take you there wherever you're watching at right now. So that wraps everything up for the January releases for our video games. Um, and Yakuza is just a fucking great series. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time on it. We got too much news. Uh, the Tayo say the character that matters this episode, the black character that we are honoring. And there is no dispute on this. Fuck all the disputes is Jade for Mortal Kombat. Jade is a character in the Mortal Kombat uh, fighting series. The lifelong friend of Princess Katana. She serves as both one of uh, Shao Kahn's personal assassins and spies and as the personal bodyguard of Katana. Jade made her debut in Mortal Kombat 2 as a secret character before making her playable debut in the ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. She has remained on a reoccurring supporting character since her debut which you can find her now on the latest version of Mortal Kombat. Jade is a childhood friend of Princess Katana. While her motives were unclear, she served Shao Kahn alongside Katana and Melina uh, as her uh, personal assassin for most of her life. When Katana finally turned against Shao Kahn, uh, Jade was ordered to capture her and uh, for the Emperor. She ultimately chose to join her friend and uh, has since loyally assisted Katana in her quest to free their native realm and restore uh, its original beauty. Now residing in the freed Edenia, Jade is a general of the army and continues to dutifully serve Katana and her mother, Sindel. So that is her full story up to the current version of Jade. But Jade's our character we're honoring, not just uh, all the male character. There are a lot more, I don't know, are there more I, I want to say there's more black male characters than there are female characters in video games, but there's been a transition in indie games uh, the last couple of years. And then we have some games that are coming out now, which uh, I do believe under the Microsoft umbrella that are going to come out and have some darker skin characters. So I'm excited to see those characters, but Jade's it. Jade's always been a good fighting character. She was never uh, one of my main characters because it, when I started, it was, you know, uh, Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Reptile, and even the mask. But then you switch over. Jade has her mask. You get into it. Great fucking character. Very agile. Very um, fluid. If you start looking at the combinations that they use, which I do quite quite frequently, if you watch me play uh, UFC three or any fighting game on how they do shit. When it's impressive, it's impressive. Jade's got some impressive moves. So that's the character that we're highlighting this episode. Now let's keep it moving. 
What's new in gaming? This is what you were all waiting for. Ah, they are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven articles here that we're going to go over. Um, and it's just been like a big fucking week for news in video games. So the first one I want to start with is, of course, um, covering Riot Games and Bungie. Riot and Bungie team up to sue Destiny 2 and uh, Valorant cheat peddlers. So this comes from GameSpot.com as well as other sources as Kotaku, uh, Eurogamer. Um, but this one specifically is from GameSpot. Uh, the two notable developers have filed a joint complaint against the owner of several well-known cheat sites in an attempt to uh, stime sales. So the lawsuit, uh, let's see, Ride and Bungie are teaming up to file a joint lawsuit against Cameron Santos, who owns several sites that sell cheats for Destiny 2 and Valorant. Uh, Gator Cheats is the most well-known of the sites listed in the suit. The lawsuit was filed in California on January 8th, and it uh, alleges that Santos is trafficking in a portfolio of uh, malicious cheats and hacks. According to the suit, Santos and his staff uh, sell their cheats via email, Telegram, uh, Discord, and other platforms. In order to remedy the harm caused by the service, Bungie and Riot are asking the court to shut it down completely. Activision Blizzard uh, previously sent a cease and desist letter to Gator Cheats last year, which caused the site to stop selling Call of Duty related cheats. However, the site uh, kept selling cheats for non-COD games like Valorant and Destiny 2. Hence, this legal action, Nintendo Activision, um, Epic Games and Pokemon Go creators uh, have all filed a similar lawsuits over the past few years. So it looks like with this going forward, it's actually going to take a hold. Uh, the success of Riot and Bungie games depends on them uh, being uh, able to uh, being enjoyable and fair for all players. And, uh, and they spend an enormous amount of time and money to ensure that is the case. A portion of the case reads, uh, which was first obtained by Polygon defenders conducted the defendants conducted uh, conduct has uh, caused and uh, continuing to cause massive and irreplaceable uh, and irrevocable harm to Riot and Bungie and their business interests. So um, with these, che- we know what happens with cheats. Everybody's getting bans for cheats. Cheats ruin the fucking game. Um, and it's been very, very refreshing to see a lot of companies crack down on cheats because it allows players that don't go in with the intention of just trying to dominate and hack and fucking farm the shit out of the game a chance to actually play and enjoy the game. There's nothing worse than fucking having a glitch or some kind of fucking cheat going on every single time. And I heard about this all last year for, for call of duty. So, and I'm, I'm off the destiny, the train, uh, I need to get back on. Everybody's telling me, but I've, I've been off of destiny, but I've heard about destiny Two just didn't, didn't demolish by a cheat. So it's very good that riot and Bungie. I see if you're doing shit like that, take the legal action, get the shit remedied because everybody else is trying to enjoy the shit that you're creating. Uh, let's go to a little bit lighter news, mass effect, legendary edition, uh, appears to be coming in March. So, uh, Reaper and doctrines, uh, indoctrination is an insidious, uh, means of uh, corrupting organic minds, and it's probably going to arrive in time for the spring. So Mass Effect's Legendary Edition, a set of masters of the original three Mass Effect game, could be uh, preparing to launch in March. A pair of retailers have listed the game to, for, uh, for release on March 12th, much narrowed from the previous vague 2020 release target. Um, let's see, the shops of uh, Shop Tree and GS Shop, uh, GS shop via GC, uh, 
VGC both share the date, which is more specific uh, than you expect from a mere placeholder date. The The dates appear together. So suddenly uh, may suggest that if accurate, an official announcement is coming soon about the game. So I know uh, I don't think I talked about it on a show episode in a while. Uh, probably about it's probably about two or three months back was when I got it, but I have been talking about it in streaming because I've been I started back over uh, the Shepherd story on Mass Effect because Xbox has a, the wonderful uh, Game Pass. So if you want to play those games, you can play those on Game Pass for your fourteen ninety nine a month, and then I think you can still sign up for a dollar uh, to do your three month trial and play the games there. Now, if you ever do or relinquish your Game Pass, you lose that game, you lose that title, but you can always just subscribe again and get it again. Now they do cycle games. That's a bad thing. You're not going to get every single title, but they have a lot of good shit on there. With that being said, if you do want the collector's edition, the legendary edition, I would go ahead and invest in that because it is enhanced. It is remastered. And it's a game that tells a great story. Um, Towards the end of it, it got a little weird, um, but Hey, that's what happens. Uh, Also in the news that ramped up everybody, uh, this comes from GameSpot. Star Wars video games now live uh, under the Lucasfilm Games umbrella. And this was something uh, we've been seeing a lot of brand switching, a lot of name and title changing. So Lucasfilms has announced a change for its gaming projects. Going forward, the company's video game ambitions will live under the Lucasfilm Games umbrella. Disney announced on the Star Wars website. Uh, this will also include Indiana Jones games, including the new one in development uh, at Wolfenstein Studios Machine Games. Uh, this will be uh, the catch-all name that is the official identity for all game titles from Lucasfilm, a name that encompasses the company's rich catalog of video games and its eye towards the future. Um, also they said the Twitter and Facebook pages will also be rebranded. And I think this is wonderful. I think if you can make things easier, minimize them, uh, like Disney fucking monopolize the fuck out of everything. But if you go to the Disney app, you know, you're getting Marvel, you know, you're getting, um, Disney titles, you know, you're getting uh star Wars, you like Pixar, you're getting all that shit and you know where to find it. Uh, same thing with Sony. It already acquired, already had Funimation. Now it's acquiring Crunchyroll. You're pulling those libraries into one place and that's what people want. It makes it easier to find, easier to access. So having the games under one brand, cool it's a it's a nice simple brand it's very easy it encapsulates everything about what you're getting so fucking beautiful square enix uh now i i don't know when these games are coming out um Let's see. But Square Enix uh, files new Final Fantasy trademarks in Japan. So three new files uh, filings may shed light on Square Enix uh, is working on. It seems something new is in the pipeline for Square Enix as a company recently made public three Final Fantasy related trademarks uh, that were filed in Japan last month. According to Jamatsu, uh, Square Enix filed three trademarks in December 2020. Uh, Ever Crisis and the First Soldier on December 17th and the Shinra electric power company logo on december 22nd all three were made public on january 12th the trademark filings don't include any descriptions so it's unclear exactly what square enix is planning to do uh with them it's common for companies to file trademarks but more often than not uh, companies end up not using them however all three bear a connection to the final fantasy series particularly final fantasy 7 so what is getting ready to happen Here's our titles, Ever Crisis, The First Soldier, Shinra Electric Power Company logo. So, I mean, we're getting 
the tie-ins too, because we're asking when's the next chapter of seven coming? Because we've got a limited series, Midgard, right? So when's the next one coming? And I think this is all just tying into the next installments, uh, what we're getting, how much we're getting, but it's cool to see um, what Final Fantasy VII Remake did and where they're going. Hopefully it's not going to be another 15. Uh, We can only hope. Or a thirteen. I don't know. I don't. I don't. How do you guys feel about thirteen and fifteen? I wasn't real fans of them. I have them here. I haven't uh, kind of dabbed in them. But how do you feel? Uh, next, we're gonna combine two. Or we're gonna hit this back to back. CD Project Red could face a hefty fine. And we know this. The game is bust. The game is shit. This comes from Game Informer. But uh, CD Project Red could face a hefty fine uh, pending Polish cyberpunk. Um, 2077 investigation. So the game is broken. Uh, a group of gamers, I think, made mods and shit to make it better. Right? I mean, I the, the, the I don't have the game because I'm waiting for the next console to even buy any of the shit that I want. But the thing that I saw, I saw uh, the intro. Motherfucker looked kind of uh, kind of futuristic, and all of a sudden it pans across the city, and the fucking place looks like the old '64 spy, uh, Superman game, all blocky, all disjointed and shit. It's horrible. Uh, Cyberpunk's 2077 launch went the exact opposite of many's expectations. Game breaking bugs, talk over safety concerns, allegations of cut content and misleading company jargon from uh, CD Projekt Red has all led to tremendous chaotic game release. Um, Pending an investigation from the Poland's Office of Competition and Consumption Protection is uh, investigating the studio. The investigation could lead to a hefty fine for the company. for the company, should the future uh, Cyberpunk 2077 updates fail to address a majority of concerns? Now they try. They they put out some 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 patchwork. Um, what else happened? I was reading that, and something else just came out. Uh, let's keep reading this. It might. I might. It's something else that happened today. But uh, pending the investigation, the CDPR stands to lose ten percent of its annual income due to the fine. That's not factoring in the amount of returns seen across all platforms and pending civil suits uh, that are currently in progress. Polish representative Malgorat Mal Malgorzata. Uh, recently spoke with the Polish business news uh, to outline the current situation. He said, we will check out uh, or check how the manufacturer is working on the introduction of amendments or solutions to difficulties uh, pertaining to the game uh, on different consoles, but also have it intends to act uh, in relation to the uh, persons who file complaints and are dissatisfied with their purchases uh, due to the inability to play the games and owned uh, equipment despite previous assurances that it would work. And we've we've heard the shit from CD Projekt Red saying the game wasn't ready uh, or wasn't even designed for older consoles, but the newer gen, but the newer gen wasn't even introduced when they started crowdfunding this and, and getting shit ready. So now the lies and not telling people what to expect, not living up to the expectation is biting them in the ass. That also led to what happened the other day. So Cyberpunk 2077, a studio co-founder released a personal explanation about what happened. So CD Projekt Red founder uh, Marcin Iwinski. Yeah. Iwinski has released an in-depth statement about the days leading up to the game's release. Um, and again, you can find this on GameSpot.com. Uh, there is a lot here. We're going to dive into to some of the stuff, some of the, the questions. Um 
Okay, so he starts. There, there's like a frequently asked question. There's a video that goes along with this uh, document. Again, you can. Go, it came out January 17th. So earlier today, you can find this um, as he talks. I would play it for you, but I know they're going to fuck up. But it says, despite good reviews on PC, the console version of Cyberpunk 2077 did not meet the quality standards we wanted it to meet. I and the entire leadership team are deeply sorry for this. And this video... Uh, is me publicly owning up to that. Uh, Iwinski says, please don't fault any of our teams for what happened. They are all incredibly talented and hardworking. Myself and the board are the final decision makers, and it was our call to release the game. Although, believe me, we never, ever intended for anything like this to happen. I assure you uh, that we will do our best to regain your trust. Um, he proceeds to to dive deep into the specific issues with the last gen console version of uh, cyberpunk 2077. He said the technically, uh, yeah, the technically complex nature of the game led to some issues in particular. He said the main culprit for the issues was related to how the team had to constantly improve the in-game streaming system for old gen consoles. The hard, uh, hard drive bandwidth of the last gen console was a constant challenge for development. So he goes deeper into it. And then there's frequently asked questions along with this that I think he hits on a little bit, but again, go to GameSpot and find this article that released today. And it's like, why is there such a gap between PC version of uh, Cyberpunk 2077 and the old console? Uh, what was the main issue uh, that made development for this console difficult? Uh, didn't you test old gen consoles? Like questions that we want answered, they're answered here. Uh, and again, these are frequently asked questions. Um, there is no real ETA. They're coming out with, they're, they're addressing each issue as it comes up. Um, they have each lawsuit to address as they come up the returns because Sony is not, uh, paying people back. Sony directed customers to go back to their retail, uh, first. And then if that didn't work, contact CD project red. So they're having to deal with all that. So things are coming. Yes. They fucked up. Yes. They're trying to fix them. Should they have fucked up? It, it happens, right? Um, let's see. I had, uh, I wanted to play this trailer, but I didn't get it pulled in time. Um, resident evil village, first gameplay, new trailer and more, uh, promise for a digital event. Let me actually check this out. There was a, a tweet that went out that had the, uh, blonde nerd, Brittany from, uh, what's good game podcast. If you guys ever listened to it and it says, don't miss the uh, Resident Evil showcase on January 21st at 2 p.m. Pacific. Join Resident Evil producers and our host, Brittany Barmbacher, on a guided tour of Resident Evil Village, including a new trailer, first ever gameplay, and more Resident Evil news. So that is exactly what I want to find for you guys. If you guys love the Resident Evil series, check that shit out. Uh, I was talking to Jessica about this the other day, getting back into Resident Evil 2. The only thing is I ain't got no ammo, I ain't got no knife, so I'm about to get fucked up real tasty like but it's a great series and i'm i'm waiting to see what they're coming out with next this is more of a cult uh a cult blair witch type resident evil so it should be cool and the last one biohazard i didn't even play that shit that shit was just like creepy but we're gonna get into that uh nintendo announces new pokemon snap release date i think there was even an update from when i got this on january 14th uh um let's see nintendo has announced a release date for one of its uh next big switch exclusives uh New Pokemon Snap will arrive on April 30th. The company has confirmed Nintendo also released a brand new trailer to celebrate the release date announcement, which you can uh, watch 
anywhere on YouTube. Just find it. Uh, what's more, as of January 14, Nintendo, ha- Nintendo has begun to accept pre-orders for new Pokemon Snap. And that's the title, new Pokemon Snap. Uh, so you can secure a copy right now. Uh, I think we were talking about this when we first got the switch and I was telling, you know, I was like, man, if we could have games like this, like that Pokemon snap was one of them. I remember, you know, riding in the cart, going around, getting the magmars and, and ponytails and all that shit. And to have that game rebranded and rebuilt and distributed on a, a newer platform. I'm excited for that. That'll be one that I stream the hell out of. It's taking pictures of Pokemon, but it's everything. Uh, Mortal Kombat has a new movie. You can go anywhere and see the the clips now. I think HBO Max actually put out something um, today about it. Yeah, so HBO Max put out a tweet about it, and the the trailer on HBO Max starts out with Godzilla getting punched by King Kong. Then you see Sub Zero making the ice blade. People are like, "Oh, that's not cool." Blah blah blah. You're getting Sub Zero. I've seen Liu Kang. Uh, who else? Jax. Um, grabbing you know stone with his metal arm, so it looks like it's going to be good. I'm excited about it because we are getting a new film adaptation here in you know past in 2021, 2022, whenever the fuck it comes out. Um, let me see if they have any more news about. It. I think everybody's pretty tight lipped about it. Uh, this comes from Game Informer. Mortal Kombat by Warner Brothers makes its long-awaited debut this April, uh, and uh, so this April. And Entertainment Weekly has a new piece sharing story details and exclusive photos from the film. So you can go to Entertainment Weekly and read that story. The new images give fans a look at some of their fra- favorite combatants in their cinematic glory. Uh, so we see. A battle between Sub-Zero and Scorpion. Yep, Scorpion stabbing him in the shoulder. This is outside of their blue and uh, gold gear in their pre-ninja identities. Uh, Baihan and Hanzo Hasha- uh, Hasashi, uh, respectively, is the names. Uh, the batch of photos gives us a good look at Liu Kang, Kung Lao, Sonya Blade, Jax, um, the article spotlight spotlights Cole Young, a brand new character and the film's apparent protagonist. He's a down on his luck, washed up MMA fighter who has a mysterious connection to the notorious tournament. Um, hmm, OK, so uh, evidence by a birthmark of the iconic dragon symbol on his chest. Uh, other confirmed characters include Raiden, uh, Kano, Shang Tsung, Melina, and Anatara. But sure to head over to EW's as, as Entertainment Weekly site for the full scoop of cast and character. Um, it's definitely not going to be a getting a PG-13 rating. I think they're looking at pushing more of a rated R. And we did find out, this has nothing to do with video games, but Deadpool 3 is going to be rated R and inside the MCU. So I think we're going to see more films uh, and adaptations of games in the rated R realm. So I'm excited. Uh, it's got to be better than Mortal Kombat 2 was the Animorph movie. Uh, what else do we have? We have three more articles. Bungie's original Halo site uh, goes offline next month for good. This comes from Game Informer as well. In the end of an era, Bungie's first brought the uh, Bungie first brought the Halo uh, vision to life, laying the groundwork for the iconic Xbox staple that has continued to envelop uh, and involve long after it has moved on um, to the hands of four three industries. Um, in a recent blog post made by the team at Bungie, it was confirmed that Halo.bungie.net is going offline next month. 
taking with it more than just a domain name, all stats, files, and other community-driven data from Halo 2, Halo 3, Halo 3, ODST, Halo Reach will be going dark. Everyone is welcome to save their stats and files however they can. (laughs) If you'd like to say anything, uh, reads the latest blog post, the site is set to go offline February 9th, which is the cutoff for saving anything that Halo fans are looking to treasure. So by February 9th, you got to get your Halo shit off of halo.bungie.net because after that, it is gone for good. An end to an era. And it kind of feels like Halo's at that place now. We Halo Infinite, we're not really getting shit about it. So it feels like it's time. It, it's like the Undertaker's retirement or Triple H, you know, going to, you know, CEO or COO and not really wrestling. Um, the Last of Us TV series lands its new director. Now, we heard about this a few months ago. They're going to make a series of The Last of Us on HBO uh, Max uh, due to the the popular and the, the hit of the game. Now, you told you joined me every Tuesday for TLU Tuesdays, and I played that game like so many times. I had four files open. I'm playing through it again on the uh, plus mode and the permadeath, like one death max. So everybody enjoyed the narrative. Uh, I think it stole game of the year, didn't it? Um I do believe so. And it was in contention. So uh, Chernobyl's uh, Jonah Rennick was uh, initially slated to direct the upcoming The Last of Us TV adaptation for our HBO, but scheduling conflicts are forced to change in plan. Now a new filmmaker has been nabbed to direct the upcoming projects uh, with Benapol's Kantemir uh, Bal- Balagov stepping up to the plate as director. So uh, the new director's choice has been revealed via the Hollywood reporter, uh, confirming that the show is uh, back on track. Balagov is Russian filmmaker uh, that is no stranger to the heartfelt drama and his talents have made him the seemingly perfect pilot for HBO. Uh, The Chernobyl touch isn't completely gone um, with Rennick's exit. Craig Mazin, the series creator, is still attached to the upcoming show. So we can still get that feel. If you ever watched Chernobyl, that was a great series on um, HBO. Shit was really good. I loved it. So you guys got to check it out as well. But they want to go for that dark feel where you're walking around. You feel that suspension tension in Chernobyl. They're just telling the story. And you're like, oh, shit, all this shit is going on. All this shit's about to happen. People are about to get fucked up. Their whole lives are getting fucked. This guy's just doing his job. So I feel like that's going to be there. And the last of us post-apocalyptic, you have clickers. You have this story of uh, I, I don't think they're telling Ellie's story. They're telling other survivor stories. So this should be pretty good. Um, again, uh, Balagov, B-A-L, yeah, B-A-L-A-G-O-V. You can look him up, see what he's directed before, but I'm still excited that we're, I'm excited we're back on track. If we could get an Uncharted or even a Laura Croft show, that'd be better than the films. I, I, I would like that. I don't need a film for a video game. Just give me a series, a Netflix series, an HBO Max series. Uh, what's up, Dre? Thank you. Uh, for uh, jumping in Chaz. I miss you, brother. Hope all is well. Keep uh, doing your thing. Hoya, hoya. Thanks, Drake. Uh, what's my favorite anime from Banana69123? Ah, uh, dude. Um, at, at, at high up on the list, Cowboy Bebop. We're going to say that. He, like having a favorite is, is a tough one. And me and Buck to talk about this. You know, I, I feel like real anime heads, you, you can't just have a favorite. You have many favorites because there's many genres, but that's high up on the list. Uh, last bit of news. 
Oh, actually, we hit the last bit of news because I moved that up to the to the top. So the last thing was the Last of Us TV series uh, lands its uh, new director. So let's take a quick pause for the cause and I'll be right back and I'm going to get into some of the things I've been playing this week. And then we're going to wrap up the show with segment three, anime and manga of the month. I'll be right back. Hey, you. Are you tired of having to hear about a hero rushing in to save the day, getting all the glory and the fame from all the fans? Well, if this sounds like you, then come on down and join the League of Villains and help us tear down that horrible world of peace and create a world of wonderful chaos. Remember, being a villain's not about one for all. It's about all for one. <laughs> Need a magic sword? Stylish new threads? Access to a video game before it comes out? Or to fall in love? It can all be yours. Give us a ring at Gotta Goddess where we can provide you with your very own goddess, fully equipped with one no-strings-attached wish. Call today and use magic word gag to get a discount on your first wish to be fulfilled. Side effects may, but are not excluded to death, dismemberment, disorientation, irritable bowel syndrome, headaches, nose aches, toothaches, and addiction to anime, falling in love with the wrong person and more. All right, we are back now. I had, to, I had to try to fade that out. Hopefully, it faded out well. So I'm using uh, Streamlabs. What's up, Chewy? What's up, boy? Um, let's get back into it. What have I been playing? Personal playthroughs and personal thoughts. If you guys have missed any of the streams, uh, there are two dedicated days I've got. I stream Tuesday and Wednesday for sure. Tuesday around 10. Um try no later than that it just depends on how internet bullshit goes sometimes that shit pushes me back if i ever have to change anything you can follow me on the twitter page at real elijah underscore 5000 that way you know that what's going on but lately batman the telltale series since the last time you talked to me i did episode three and four so a cat woman driven episode and then kind of like the joker batman's been thrown in arkham asylum i got hit with some some toxins and I love the choices that they force you to make because the wordplay really distinguishes how shit goes. They asked me, they, they, I was talking to Alfred and there was a response that said, there's a Batman thing. Don't ask me now. But it went into, don't fucking ask me now, Alfred. Next time. And he got real heated and started yelling. I was like, oh shit, I got to be real careful with my an- answers because I didn't think Bruce was going to go off on a tangent from three words. And so that has got me thinking about every single answer. What would Batman do? And, it, and it's pulling me more into the story. So I've been playing uh, the Telltale series. One more uh, episode to go, episode five, to finish this version up. Uh, also, Ghost of Tsushima. If you guys watched, I died like 80. I'm probably 100 times to Kojiro. Finally beat the motherfucker. Got the Kojiro uh, armor. And I finished up act two. So now I'm in act three, making my way towards the last part of Shishima. And I'm only 38% done with the game, but I'm loving it. I love the customization. Uh, they killed my horse, Sora, but now I'm back. Uh, and I'm working with the people that originally I didn't trust that got me to go on this ghost, ghost path to save everybody in Shishima. So that game, I really enjoyed the, the story. And I knew from the beginning it was going to pull me in and it's, it's kept me there. Uh, EA Sports UFC 3. <sighs> Play, been playing that the last couple of days on Game Pass, and it's, it's bullshit. 
Uh, the blocking mechanics don't really work. It's slow. It's clunky. You would think on this third version of the game, it'd be a lot better. Customization is limited. Some of the punches techniques are clean, but most of they're very limited on the techniques. When you have full access to everybody and all the characters they have there, you even uh, Andre Bishop from Fight Night, you would think they would have excuse me, more technically sound techniques, punches, all that other stuff kicks. And it's it mechanically, it's the same way as, as the, the UFC is inefficient. So it hasn't been, it's been more of a headache than fun. Cause I'm just trying to beat the controller and game mechanics, the schematics. You have six or seven different classes and then you have to use every fucking trigger and every button on the, the Xbox. It's ridiculous. Clinches are hard to get. Um, going through transitions gives you very limited time, but I, I'm okay with that. Your stamina gets drained down faster than your opponent, even when you're stronger. There's a lot of flaws in the fucking game. Um, but I'm just, I'm really just resilient and just playing it. Cause I'm, I'm a gamer and I started, I'm like, dude, I'm going to win one of these fucking career modes. They made me fucking retire. One of my characters, like three or four ass whoopings. They're like, you're fucking retired. You just started, but you're retired. Um, and getting rid of exhaustion, there's there's no way to do it besides the one time you can do an ice bath and the rest of the weeks leading up to the fight, you just have that extreme exhaustion. It, it's just fucking stupid, but I'm going to continue to play and you guys will continue to watch streams, but it's, it's fucking stupid shit. Um, one Piece Pirate Warriors 4, we got the last DLC, so I've got Oda, uh, Kinemon, and then the girl with the ice. Now I don't want to fuck up her name. So I'm not going to say anything amazing characters. I'm just leveling them bitches up. Uh, every I've already got S's. I platinum the game. So you guys will see that, but that's been fun. Star Wars motherfucking squadrons. This game pissed me off the first time I dove into it, but I'm doing it using the instrumental version. So I took away any help I was going to get. So I can only be mad at myself, but I like it. You can be the Rebel Alliance, um, go through the story. You can be with Empire, uh, TIE Fighters, X-Wings. You get to fly all the shit just like in Star Wars. So it's cool. You're immersed. The stories you got to look at the little hints because there's some things that you'll be able to pick up on. Of course, AI is not because it's story driven, but there's some things that you miss if you don't really dive into the story. I love it. I like it. I'm going to dive into it more. I think I played like at least two, three hours worth. So it's worth doing it. Uh, Xbox Game Pass, EA, wherever the fuck it is on Xbox, download the shit, play it. Uh, the last one I'll talk about is Injustice 2. I don't know why I never jumped on this game. I had Injustice 1, bought the, the fucking season DLC, every fucking character I played. That's what it was at the time that I downloaded all. Everybody had it on PlayStation and I had it for Xbox. Even though we had this huge community on Xbox, I still didn't have a lot of people to get online and play with. So then when the second one came out, I was like, fuck that. Got this one, downloaded again on Xbox, and I'm just playing through shit over and over and over again. I love the story, the characters that we have remaining after everything's happened, the multiverse. Uh, I actually did it live and joined on my phone the the mobile app, which gives you updates just like the first one did. So I'm, I'm immersed again. Injustice 2 was a good one. Uh, to dive back into mechanics are hard right now. I'm rocking with if you guys want to play Black Canary, Damian Wayne as Robin, and I'd say a strong third would be Batman or Green Arrow right now. 
And that's just because some of the other ones that got some nice moves and I'm, I'm learning shit with are just too low of a level right now. But if you've played the game, you understand where I'm coming from. I'm down for injustice to anytime you guys are. Let me know. Let's move into the very last segment of the show. Segment three, which is anime and manga of the month. Uh, I do have pictures for this anime of the month. There it is right there. You saw me looking at it to my left. That is Onyx Equinox, a Mexican-American animated streaming television service created by Sophia Alexander for Crunchyroll it is based on the mythologies of Mesoamerica featuring deities of Aztec, Maya and Zaptic myth uh, and also makes uh, references to the Olmecs. You can read the description on Crunchyroll, but here it is. It's very, this is a good show. Came out November 21st of last year. The gods are at war for the future of humanity, and the Aztec boy named Izel finds himself caught in the middle of their dangerous game. In order to save mankind, he must complete an impossible task, closing the five gates to the underworld. Izel reluctantly agrees, but only after learning his quest will also correct the terrible tragedy. His journey to become humanity's champion will be one of hope and desire, of trust and betrayal, where Izel must confront his own darkness and decide if the human race, with all its flaws and contradictions, is worth saving. Again, this is 12 episodes, Crunchyroll VRV, soon to be underneath Sony's banner, wherever the fuck they put it. Watch this shit. Uh, if you're looking for something on Netflix and you don't have Crunchyroll, say Smanos, same thing, a Mexican um, American anime. Very, very good. Manga of the month is Black Torch. I talked about this every fucking episode as I read it. 19 chapters, very short. Um, as a descendant of Shinobi, Jiro Azuma has been learning ninja techniques his entire life. But in addition to that, he has the ability to talk to animals. One day, when he rescues a strange black cat named Rango, Rago, he learns that the world is filled with spirits called Mononoke that can take form both as people and animals. However, their meeting is cut short when they are attacked by hostile Mononoke, who is after Rago's power. That is your manga of the month. And you guys can look at this. Bam, right there. Find that cover. That is chapter one. The future uh, is in our hands. Uh, the boy that's out in front. And if you look over his uh, back shoulder, there's a cat. Rago is a black cat. This is Black Torch. But that is your manga of the month. Anime of the month was boom. Onyx Equinox. Thank you guys for joining me. That is that's all the news I have. You just very same news heavy. We are what? 44 minutes. This is a very nice, tight show. God, without Buck here, I, I get things done, even with all my talking. That's that's it. We just talk so much. We just carry through the show. But thank you guys for joining. That's all the news I have for video games. If you got any video games that you want to talk about, you can send an email to the Elijah Bay, the show at gmail.com or simply hit me up in chat again. Banana six, nine, one, two, three. Said, what's your favorite anime? Cowboy Bebop's at the top of the list. I talked to Drake Johnson. Everybody hits me up. What's up, Justin and Drake is anybody that's watching Caleb Aldane. How are you guys doing? Thank you guys for joining. For those that are out there listening and you want to watch the show every Sunday, 430, go to twitch.tv forward slash Elijah underscore 5000 or at EJB Gaming on Facebook or the Elijah Bailey show on Facebook. And you can watch the stream live there. If you're listening, you get the advantage to just hear this lovely voice and be soothed by it for 30 to 45 minutes of your day. But make sure you guys subscribe, rate and review. That really helps the show out. Um, if you go to the Edge Gaming page on Facebook, that's at 
EJB Gaming and you hit that link that's at the top of the page, it'll take you to the new YouTube channel where you can watch the show live there as well. After the show is dropped on Thursday, um, you can also get uh, all my long streams and then there's going to be short format streams and some videos up there as well for you guys. Um, you can listen to the podcast. If you don't get to watch it live, just go to Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, Spotify, Pandora, uh, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to podcasts, it'll be there for you. If it's not, let me know and I'll shoot them a message and get it up there with the RSS feed. Um, other than that, on the socials, uh, join the Facebook page, the Elijah Bailey Show, or the official group page, which is also the Elijah Bailey Show, Snapchat, Twitter, and Instagram at Elijah Bailey Show. And you can find this podcast and more podcasts I'm on at blackandstudios.com, anywhere on any social media platform or the website blackandstudios.com. I'm Elijah 5000. Thank you guys for joining me today for the 248th episode of the Elijah Bailey Show. Next week is a Bailey Bugle, so we'll see what I got to talk about then. But I will catch your ass in the next podcast. I'm out. What's up, everybody? Elijah 5000 here. Me and the Buckety appreciate it so much that you download this show each and every week. Again, we drop every Thursday. If you're new to the Elijah Bailey Show, go to Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or Spotify, or wherever you listen to this auditorial pleasure that you get weekly, and just subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you, and I'll catch your ass in the next podcast.